Now, when we left off, uh, we had taken a trip to Italy and we came back to Northern Canada. And for this next example, we're going to stay in Canada. We're going to go to the, to the East Coast. We're going to go where the do-goods live out in Newfoundland. In Newfoundland folklore, the old hag is a common name for the sleep paralysis demon. The old hag is a crone, like old woman, who sits, who sets out to ensure that sleepers are unable to breathe, move, or call for help by sitting heavily on their chest in the night. The origin of this belief can be traced back to 1890s Newfoundland. To this day, locals are still careful never to sleep on their backs, because if they do, it leaves them unprotected from the old hag who uses the cover of night's darkness to invade the bedrooms of so many innocent sleepers. To many Newfoundlanders, the horrors of being visited by the old hag are all too real and rue the day they bear witness to the evil visions that she has cursed upon their beloved rock. Now, when I heard about this, it, it, it caught my interest because it's, because it's Canadian and it's, it's somewhat local, but it really is the an attack in your sleep. So in the Newfoundlanders, in their lore, when they go to sleep, you know, they like to sleep on their on, on, on their side because if they sleep on their back, they're worried that the old hag is gonna come and get them in their sleep, attack them through their dreams. Does it remind you of anybody? The initials FK happens on Elm Street. Oh. Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even believe it. Yeah, because Freddy Krueger, he, he attacks while you're sleeping. Yeah. Right. Gets he, you he, gets nightmare. you, he, yeah. he gets you in your nightmares. Of course. And he kills you in your nightmares and you die in real life. In real life, yeah. You could also make a correlation with the, the painting by Fuseli as well. With the panda fetchy uh, sitting on the dead woman. You know, he attacked during sleep, came through the dreams, and, and, and she's dead. Freddy Krueger attacked during the sleep and all those teenage victims are, 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 are dead as well. And no doubt in Newfoundland uh, lore, which happened well before Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, this is a story that has been passed down from generation to generation and possibly inspired the Freddy Krueger Nightmare on Elm Street uh, movie franchise. I've had other sleep paralysis situations and one that, that, that I like to bring up is, again, not too long ago, I'm sleeping and I could feel myself being lifted off the bed. And I'm being lifted off the bed to a point where I'm, being, I'm, I'm levitating off of the bed. My eyes are closed and I remember thinking to myself, Mo, do not open your eyes. Mm. But then another voice came in was saying, open your eyes. And I, I had a decision to make and I didn't open my eyes because I'm sleeping and I felt I could feel my body being lifted off the mat. I could see, I could hear, I could feel the mattress giving away and I could feel myself being lifeless, floating above the bed. My feet are draped over, my arms are draped down, my head is draped back and I'm feeling myself, I swear to you, I was levitating. And then it brought me back down. I could feel myself being lowered and put right back into bed like a baby and my body compressing the mattress and me laying back down. 
And I woke up and I, and I went to the washroom and I just stayed there. I was like, oh, was that, what was that sensation? What just happened? Because I swear to you guys, like I was levitating over, over the bed, but I was too scared. I was so too, to, so, yeah. yeah, I couldn't open my, I couldn't make myself open my eyes. Yeah. And I had two voices in my head saying, open your eyes. And one saying, do don't not open your eyes. Yeah. I don't know who was talking to me, but I, I followed my own voice mm -hmm. and I, and I, and I didn't open my eyes. I'm kind of 50, 50 on regret. Cause I would have liked to have seen that, yeah. but the, I, I, I'm talking a big game. But when it comes down to that crunch crunch time, I don't I don't know. Yes. You gotta yes. wonder what would happen if I did open it. Exactly. I don't know what I would have seen. If I saw this, I'd talk to it, I would ask you questions. Would you really I know would you? Because yeah. you know, it's I would probably scream yeah. and run in the opposite direction. Yeah. And I fully believe you because we're not just our bodies. We are exactly. a vessel and a soul and one when you pass away leaves. Yeah. And wherever it goes, whatever you believe, and your body is still here. So, yeah. of course, if you you know believe that that's what happened to you, and obviously that is what happens after death, then a part of you can leave your vessel still lying on the bed, and the other part of you is born exactly because you think about your body is it's such a poorly made machine. Sure. We're too squishy. Yeah, we're too bony. Yeah. we're too vulnerable to <laughs> to death. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's, it's fascinating. Another time I'm laying in bed and I'm awoken because something grabs my left ankle and it quickly pulls and that started me up and I was like, what the heck? And then it slowly pulled after that to a point where it, it pulled and my eyes are open and it pulled me off the bed. I couldn't see anything. And it pulled me off the bed and I'm, my feet are on the floor at the foot of my bed and my back, head and chest are, are like on the at, the, at the end of the bed. It pulled me off of the bed. Is that in this house? In this house. Should we be here? <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't have a sleepover? <laughs> you made an excellent point, Mel, by saying, you know, you're, 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 you're not only just this flesh and bone body, right. but you're made up of two different parts. Right. And the left side versus the right side, that's where the balance lays, right in the middle. And you can't have left without the right. And the left has always been the sinister evil side and the right has always been, you know, the right-hand side left versus left-hand side. So it's funny you say that because we were previously talking about, you know, Italy, European, um, stories and whatnot and i remember and i know danny's father as well their generation so my stepfather uh was born and raised in england and he was naturally born left-handed and so going to school was nuns and priests yeah. who were running all of you know the schools and he used to have his left hand tied behind his back <sighs> And if he was not tied and really? he was caught using it, he was beaten on his <gasps> left hand with a ruler or yardstick, whatever yeah, they yeah, had yeah. handy, um, because they would force the children to only use their right. Because if you were yeah. left-handed, yeah. you were You're considered the devil's, the devil's child, child or yeah. evil, or you possessed, you know, yeah. unnatural tendencies. Yeah, my, or tendencies. Left -handed. my son's left-handed. Okay. Yeah. 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 And, and yeah, his dad went through yeah. it too. So. 
Yeah, you, I've heard those horses. Yeah, they, they force you to use yes. your your, your yeah. right hand, and that's all for yeah. folklore and stories and beliefs of yeah. you know century. They're you know yeah. passing on that they still so firmly believed this. Yeah, sixty years ago, you know, our dads are in our their seventies. So yeah. let's say sixty, even just that's really not that long ago. Yeah. Like, that's not that long ago. And it goes all the way back. Yeah. You think about it, even in, in the Bible, when when God sent Lucifer out, Lucifer was on his left-hand side. Oh, I didn't. Yes, of course. And then Lucifer, uh, he, he fell down to earth, and then he started his, he, he did what he did. There's a whole lot going with the left-hand side. Many people have fallen victim to sleep paralysis and all the sleep demons that come with it. But the most dreaded, the most sinister, the most terrifying, and the most shared horrifying experience in Ottawa and around the globe is who I believe is the leader of the lesser sleep demons, the internationally infamous and 100% diabolical, the hat man. Now, the hat man is one of those entities that seem hard to believe to exist until you experience it yourself. Is he a myth? Is he an interdimensional being? Is he Satan himself? Why does whoever he is appear worldwide through sleep paralysis? The experience of the hat man crosses borders and time periods. The most looming and sinister question remains that if the Hatman is a product of sleep paralysis, how and why do so many people experience the exact same thing? A number of religious legends and belief systems describe what are known as shades, shadowy spiritual beings or supernatural entities. The general consensus is that these entities, the Hatman, are something else entirely and pure evil. During my research, the Hatman data has been mostly first-hand accounts of people's personal experiences from all over Ottawa and around the globe. They all describe the same thing, an entity watching either from a doorway, closet, or corner of a room. Most accounts say that observation is all that happens but they are scared out of their minds. Others claim that they are approached or the hat man hovers over top of them, just like in sleep paralysis. Some even claim to see him during the day, which would be horrific. No thanks. Yeah, no thanks, <laughs> big time. <laughs> this connection to the hat man seems to suggest a spiritual or emotion-driven aspect to, to hat man not always accounted for. Physical accounts of the Hatman are that he appears to be male. The Hatman is a completely dark entity whose darkness grabs your gaze and hauls you into his abyss. He wears an equally dark, long-brimmed hat, what appears to be a dark trench coat. Some accounts say he has red eyes, but all accounts say his face is obscured, about six feet tall, and that they can make out a general outline of where he is located as his darkness is darker than their room, darker than nighttime. As he stares, 
He stares into your soul, your being. He may be thrashing about in bed, screaming bloody murder, but the hatman gaze is transfixed on you, his victim. His silence is cold. His stance is horrific. The impending doom he brings is nightmarish and sinister. Then, he's gone. Despite my esoteric dealing in the supernatural and sleep paralysis, I've been lucky enough to have not encountered the hat man. I've encountered his sleep demons, but never him. But someone here has. Mel? So, uh, I experienced something. I um, don't think it was the hat man, but maybe something along the lines. I'm not even sure to this day. And what happened? 11 years ago. So uh, I was super heavily pregnant with my first daughter, who is 11 now. So yeah, 11 years ago. And she was born in August. So I would say probably around July, the end of July. Okay, so I was really, really big, uncomfortable. It was hard to do anything at that point. Um, Danny was working really long hours, so he had already gone to bed. So it was about 11 o'clock at night, and I decided, okay, I'm ready. Went upstairs, did what I needed to do, and I remember getting into the bed and immediately turning to my right side, which would be me facing towards Danny. And I was so uncomfortable. Big belly, super uncomfortable. I hadn't even fallen asleep. My eyes were closed, but I was like, no, I can't fall asleep like this. This isn't going to work. And if anyone listening has ever been pregnant or seen a very pregnant woman or had a partner, you know that we cannot just turn quickly. (laughs) It's a bit of a process. So I remember, you know, my eyes were still closed as I was sleeping to the right. And I began my slow and gradual turn to my left side uh, again, awake. awake, I hadn't even fallen asleep yet. I was very much awake. Um, and as I'm turning, turning, get the big belly and I finally make it over to the left side. And just as I made it to the left, I, I went to like move the covers and I just happened to open my eyes for a second. And there was a man standing there. I froze for about a second because I, am I really seeing this? Like, is this really real? What is happening? And then I started screaming, 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 screaming. Uh, obviously Danny woke up, wasn't really sure. I've never seen her like that. It was unbelievable. Yeah. It was scary. I was super scared. Um, and I think as soon as I started screaming it, whatever it was disappeared and he woke up and he could, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I was trying to, you know, there's a man in the house. There's a man in the house. And he's like, what are you talking about? There's a man in the house. At the time, we had a, a golden retriever, you know, hundred plus pound dog yeah. who didn't hadn't made a peep, hadn't made a move, hadn't signaled to anything. And he says, "Well, what do you mean there's a man in the house?" And I'm screaming, and that now I'm crying. So now I'm bawling. I was like, "There was a man in the house. You need to check the house. Yeah. Call nine one one, whatever." And uh, so he got up, turned on the lights. Um, a baseball we, bat. We, we kept, wow. Yeah, we kept a baseball bat beside the bed. Meanwhile, I'm still in the bed, like hyperventilating, crying, crying, crying. Um, and he does the search around the house with the dog in tow. And he comes back. He says, there's, there's nobody no. here. 
The alarm is on. Nothing. Nobody has entered. There's nothing here. Alarm's not tripped or anything nope, like it. Nothing. No, nothing. And I said to him, but there like, was something in that house. There was even when I woke up and I saw the fear in her eyes. Like, you know, it's one thing you get, you get freaked out, but there's another thing when you see fear in someone's yes. eyes where yes. they're absolutely paranoid beyond any sort of comprehension. Yeah. yeah, that was what was in her, and I yeah. thought, I thought, oh, there is absolutely something in this house. So I need to find what it is in this house, and I need to get rid of it. And I remember walking around the house and talking to it, like, "Hey, come out, right? Yeah, what am I gonna do with a bat? Right? Yeah. Like, this thing's gonna go inside me." And yeah, <laughs> but I was like, "Yeah, wow, get it." Yeah, but it's funny that now that we talk about it, like. There's been a few times where we've walked around the house with a bat because we've heard we've things. Heard things. And, you know, yeah. You were mentioning the sound, and, yeah. and I would have we heard other things? Is it just one of our? Maybe we haven't realized it is the yeah. sound, or you know, yeah. but. I just remember it was a man. He was older. I remember seeing white hair. Okay. Um, and that's it. It was so fast. I was not able to make out. I'm getting face. goosebumps. I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah, I wasn't able to make a face. Um, I I couldn't tell you about clothing. Like again, it was dark. Um, now, could you see perfectly? Was it, was it more shadow like, or was it? No, what? I saw a man. So I saw like, the head. I saw shoulders. Yeah. I saw arms. But again, it, it, it even though I saw that, it was so fast. Like I said, I couldn't tell. Like. Yeah. Was it my grandpa, you know, or was it that grandpa? Or I had never met either of his. I'm like, were they his grandfathers? But I was told no, like nobody had a full set of white hair, yeah. <laughs> you know. So it was. So I don't know. I don't not, know and the thing is, I, I remember being scared. It wasn't. Were you cold? Were you? Do you, do you remember feeling cold or I, feeling warm? I don't remember that. Okay. No, I don't. But now the thing is, if if it was a kind spirit, you know, grandfathers or whatnot. You know, you'd feel more relaxed, warm, and more warm. And, that's right, and soothing. But this thing, obviously, I can know. tell you're you're you're, yeah. you're talking about it, and you're still yeah. kind of like scared about it. Yeah, because it's disbelief. Yeah, it's disbelief. Right? And it makes and it makes no sense because it's it's something that you're in your room, in your bedroom, the alarm is on, yeah. and you know it's this is something. This is something from somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So. This is, I, I put up some pictures of the hat man because when I see the hat man, it's mostly shadowed, not as descriptive of what you saw. But, but anything like this in the corner of the room, if you've seen anything like, like that. So definitely this, the bottom. The yeah. bottom one, this is what we were saying in the mm -hmm. previous episode. That's what's outside of our room. Yeah. Like the, like the shadow mask. But if you were to go to our house right now, you'd see it. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's there constant. It's always one of those constant, not that it poses any issues or anything. No. Like but there's a it's there it's, it's there so there's something yeah there. it's there and it's always so fast that no we're not able to take out a hat per se like yeah. you know you had also said nature like the things that lie in the dark like yeah. it is always when when like as we previously said you know if we're sitting on the couch and we look up upwards into the open to above the balcony there like it's dark we don't yeah. keep the mm -hmm. hall lights on up there and we see the shadow moving sometimes. It, it is always well, our, in the our shadow. Our dog uh, Chevy used to sit there and look up. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm cats and dogs have that that extra sense where they can yeah. see things that, that we can't see. Right. And for them to see it, for the listeners in the crypt, um, they they picked out a picture that I printed out of it, like a dark mass, but it, but it has like a human like movement to it, a human like yes. characteristic to it. Mm -hmm. That's a picture that they picked out. Very fascinating.
Now, the darkness is always super dark when it comes to these sort of entities, like abyss dark. So I'm gonna hit you guys up with, with, another, with another quote. When you gaze long into an abyss, the abyss also gazes into you. Frederick Nitsky. That's what an encounter with the hat men is or any other sleep demon through sleep paralysis or entity, interdimensional being, whatever it is. It's a voyage into an abyss, the unknown, dark on top of dark, staring back at you to a point of fright. And that's what happened. You know, the, the dark mass, the abyss mass, is something that, that catches your attention momentarily and it's gone. Yeah. Whatever it was, thought I was asleep. I had already been, you know, laid down and my eyes were closed. Even in motion, my eyes were closed as I was turning to the left. I kept them closed, don't open your eyes. But as, as soon as I got to the left and I was trying to readjust, yeah. I had just opened them for that split second. And so I don't think whatever it was, was expecting me to know that they yeah. were there. It was lurking. Or, it was, yeah, for sure. Was, yeah. And it was close. It was, it was coming. It was close to you. It was close. It was close. Super close. Yeah. And so the question remains, why during sleep paralysis, is it the same variety of horrific experiences that its victims see, hear and feel worldwide? That is the mystery. What the hell is it? Accounts worldwide have been the same. Demonic visions, pressured chest, paralyzation, muffled screams, devil's tritone, and eventually the hat man or the dark abyss. Scientists said that sleep paralysis happens during REM sleep when your physical self wakes up, but your brain remains asleep. And that is the cause of the horror you experience. But why is it always horror? You can be having the sweetest dream, then sleep paralysis hits and you are sent into a living nightmare. Why can't sleep paralysis be flowers and gumdrops instead of panda feche and the hat man? I'll tell you why. Because sleep paralysis and all its demonic entities, sense of dread, horrific experiences, all of that is you. If you think about it, your body is a perfect balance body and soul. As humans, we're made up of two parts of many pieces. Those two parts are good, the right-hand side, and evil, the left-hand side. Like the esoterics say, as is above, as is below. You can't have one without the other. Good would not exist without evil, light without darkness, heaven without hell, God without the devil. Some say that the hat man is the leader of team sleep paralysis and that he sends his team like uh, the shaman black magic, the old hag, panda feche, sense of doom, the incubus, the succubus, uh, the uh, devil's tritone, the black, the, the black abyss. He, he sends all of them before he appears himself. And since we as humans are made up of both the light and the darkness, the hat man, AKA the devil, is trying to subconsciously disrupt our perfectly created balance, unwind us down into chaos. As a result, our inner soul is influenced to create a horrific and monstrous vision that your body, brain, yourself did not give permission to create. So what you're experiencing is imbalancably real. And for that scary time, until the light interjects 
you're at the mercy of your overbalanced dark side, orchestrated by your inner devil, yourself. So try to stay balanced for your own protection. It's easier said than done when you realize that your human body composition is made up of six protons, six neutrons, and six electrons. Six, six, six. So thanks for listening, everyone in the crypt. This has been a very interesting tale, very interesting story. I've enjoyed, my, enjoyed myself a lot this evening. Thanks to our sponsor, A Squared Hairstyles, YBA1, when hey, you can be A Squared. And of course, thanks to the Franjonis. Thank you for having us. Appreciate it. Oh, it's been a blast having us. Thank you for sharing your story. I know it, it, it's, a, it's a dark topic. Yes. So I really appreciate you guys being here. So I have something for you guys. Oh. Dan, wine-wise, do you prefer red wine or white wine? Red. Red wine. So I have a limited edition, straight from the suburbs, Vino oh, Tinto for my buddy. That's Thank awesome. You. And now I know you're quite the teetotaler, so I have, in conjunction with David's Tea, a limited edition, straight from the suburbs, oh, David Tea for that's you. awesome. Thank you so Thank much. You. And Thank I have you. some straight from the suburbs stickers for you when they give them to the kids. They can put awesome. them on their books that's or something. Great. Thank you. Thank and you so much. I, Dan, I have these, these hats. Oh, nice. Awesome. Does it fit? I know you and I, we don't have, we don't have. I got a big head. <laughs> yeah, and that's not that big. <laughs> no, it's, oh, that's good. That's, that's good. Perfect. That's good. Perfect. Okay, I there you go. That. Awesome. I'm Thank you. So you two have been Crip Cat. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Love it. And of course, thanks to my paranormal producer, Wolfman Jackson. Oh! I am the Crip Keeper signing off. And as, as always, stay suburban, stay mystified. <laughs>